Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Well, it was a great show, wasn't it, Kaz? It was, it was great. It all relates back to one thing, though, Tubes. Tim on the bridge. <laughs> no. Well, we don't. We need to know how Tim's going. Tim, please listen to this podcast and give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you're okay. If you want to hear what Tim got up to, just listen out through this show. Great show, though. We heard about something I won in Sutton Forest. Yes. We heard about my Friday night. Fiasco. Fiasco. We also heard from David Brewer, Tasmanian cinema photographer, Jerome from Sullivan's Cove Distillery, ahead of what is going to be an enormous occasion for them. Plus, Sarah, our psychic, read your cards again, Hobart. Mm, here's what you missed. Triple M Breakfast. To give us an update on things news is producer Rhea. Good morning. Because Lee Jollo is having a nice little holiday, which is a bit rude, but I am here to tell you your news as someone who's not a journalist but has read the paper. Tasrail is calling for increased safety at level crossings. So after a near miss between a truck and a train in the state's northwest a few weeks back, you may have seen the footage on social media, Mm. which Tasrail posted yesterday. They said it was too important not to share. Yes, if you haven't seen it, head along to the Tasrail social pages and have a look because it's quite terrifying. It's a Mm. double truck yeah and the train is moving relatively slow in comparison to the truck however it literally misses it by inches inches these trains are enormous mm-hmm. heavy and unable to stop quickly if and to me this is just absolutely nonsensical from the truck driver i cannot understand why anyone would think oh there's a train coming let's risk it so it was at night as well was yeah. it at night? So mm-hmm. you're going to see the lights out in the countryside. It's not as if you can't see the exactly big. And this truck, this truck was huge, huge, exactly double, a, B, a B double, if you like. Mm-hmm. So what? What? Where do we go from here? So the scary thing is about all of this that it isn't an uncommon occurrence. Mm. So mm. there were 39 incidents of drivers not giving way at level crossings in 2022 to 23. 79% of which occurred on the northwest, which is interesting. So it's the northwest drivers that are a bit risky. There are a lot of train track crossings true. on the northwest coast. There's not as many in the south of the That's state true. because the trains do go through uh, a lot of rural areas and are away from the yeah, main roads. And where there are main roads, they go under tunnels. So. There's a lot more on the northwest coast, but that doesn't make it right. No. So Taz Police has said that it's up to drivers and pedestrians to ensure it's safe to cross, which it seems like common sense, but apparently it's not. I can't understand why anyone would put themselves at risk. Mm. And, the, and the train drivers, because as you say, Tubes, the train drivers can't stop suddenly. They can't swerve. No. They're on the track. Just take care out there, folks. And if we're going to have a light rail system down here in Hobart, as per a lot of requests, we've just got to take extra care. But if we can't be safe around these things, we'll have nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to some good news. So the Tasmania Jumpers have done well at last night's NBL MVP Awards. Mm-hmm. So Sean McDonald was named Most Improved Player, which is a pretty exciting win for Sean. Yes, mm-hmm. straight facts. He's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
Jack McVeigh and Milton Doyle were also named in the All-NBL second team. Of course they were. Probably should have been in the All-NBL first team, but that's not up to me. That's up to the NBL. Explain what that means. So, yeah. the NBL, for, those, the for NBL, those of us that don't know, I'm, like I know, but just for those that don't, <laughs> Maria just looked, at, looked so the, straight at me. I'm like, what? So, the NBL first team is the best players in the NBL. The NBL second team is the guys that would be in the second best team. So, if there's an NBL All Star match between one team and two team, right. they'd be in the second team. So Amazing. The word runner up comes to mind. Correct. So, you've got second. Yeah. Well, but it's the won. NBL second team. It's still pretty good. It's yeah. very good. Uh, Will Magnay was runner-up for best defensive player, and he and Sean McDonald were second and third for best sixth man. Yeah, how good is that? So that is a testament to the Jack Jumpers. That is a bloke who's not on the starting five generally in Shawnee Mack getting most improved player. He's been sensational. Will Magnay is has been a massive addition to the side because he's just, a as you say, runner-up defensive player. He, he's rejections and his ability to defend at the in the paint has been unbelievable this season. And Jack McVeigh and, of course, Milton Doyle, just absolute superstars of the Jackies. And that's why we're playing finals this Wednesday. Producer Rhea from the Triple M Producers Desk, thank you so much. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Kaz, did you see the Northwest Coast will be without its better milk dairy? Yeah, how many jobs there? Well, it's a milk processing plant. The dairies will still go on. There's plenty of dairies on the Northwest Coast, but they're moving their... I didn't mean to say moving. Oh, tubes. (laughs) Good, good. I didn't even realise, but thanks for that. Morning. They are (laughs) shifting their processing to the Lena Valley facility. Most people will know where that is, just past the RSL there on the right-hand side as you're heading towards Kalang Avenue. As you go around the bend. Yes. So a lot of jobs. About 50 northern Tasmanians losing their jobs, which is a shame. Yes. But the company that owns it, Bega, have said the reason why they're closing that facility on the northwest coast is because the facility for safety concerns and processing issues. So they just... my. My idea is that they don't want to invest in upgrading their facility. It's been there for so, so long. I used to drink better milk because I knew it was Tasmanian milk. I love better milk. Is it still, you still buy better milk? I now buy Ashgrove milk yes. because that's a family owned Tasmanian business. Yes. What? And I'm not, I'm not being paid here to no. talk about milk, but yes, they'll be moving the better milk because that used to be owned by Taz Foods. And now they've sold it to the Bega Group, and Bega are based on the mainland, which is great because another called? Australian. What was it called before? It was Better Milk, to, um, Tasmade or something. Tasmade. That was that was Pura. Pura. Pura was no, Tasmade. I think there was one before. Oh, I don't know. Tasmade was a milk. We had better in the north and Tasmade yeah. in the south. Yeah, I forget that you're northern and you had you know your northern things. So right, can I'm the Tasmanian. the jobs be? Um, are they relocating these no, people? That's it. Done. 50 oh. jobs gone. About 50 in the north of the and state. Probably, I think about 10 in the south Yeah, as and well. It's probably been their, you know, their career for the last 10, 20 years. Well, what happens to the milk now? What happens to the milk that was processed there? Do they have to... Because I used to work on a dairy farm at South Ryanna. A lot of people won't know where that is. Where's that? It's south of Ryanna. <laughs> <laughs> A lot That's of two jokes <laughs> in four minutes. I know. But well, I used to work on a dairy farm. And we'd, they milked the cows, put it into a like a big tank, and I think they'd pasteurise it after that. But the milk straight out of that cold, chilled tank 
at the dairy was like nothing else. Uh, it was the best tasting milk ever. I have never milked a cow. Do right. you think I should put that on my list for <laughs> this year? Well, I think we should try and fix that, Kaz. Kaz, on the weekend, I went to a wedding. The first wedding I've been to in quite some time, really had a great time, was the MC at my friend Nath and Meg's wedding. It was a wonderful day. Had to travel. Yes. So, had to go to country New South Wales because Nath is from Sydney, Meg is from Sydney. They wanted to get married on a lovely farm. So Erin and I made the trip to rural New South Wales for our friends. I was the MC, had a great time, sweating up a storm in the humidity of the southern highlands of the Blue Mountains. Beautiful wedding. Mm. However, the greatest thing to happen to me happened before the wedding. Erin and I went to the pub. As you do. What was the local pub like? It was called the Sutton Forest Pub. And we went in and we'd heard good things. So we walked in, walked through the bar. A lot of locals looked at me weird because I had a nice floral shirt on. It's like he's not from around these parts. Well, it was was a bright blue shirt. It wasn't floral, but it was bright blue. It was like a lovely bright blue. Walked through the main bar and a lot of the locals, because it was a Friday night and it was knockoff drinks, Looked at Aaron and I as we walked in. We were clearly tourists. (laughs) Walked through the bar, ordered a beer, ordered Aaron a beer, got given two beers and two tickets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's this for? And he goes, oh, the meat tray. Like you, Friday meat tray. I know. I said, I know all about that. We give away one of those every single day on Triple, every single week on Triple M, thanks to Robbo's Chicken and Meats, open seven days in Glenorchy. Wow, Wow, Robbo. Robbo. And they looked at me as if I was some sort of tool. Anyway, (laughs) took the tickets, went and had a schnitzel, came back, ordered another couple of beers. And Erin and I sat in this pub in these lovely recliners. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to settle in here. But when I bought the two new beers, they gave me two more tickets. So Erin and I had six tickets in the meat tray. And I said to Erin, sitting in this lovely, comfortable chair, I'm going to win this meat tray. She goes, come on, tubes. You always say that. And then you always win. I said, I'm going to win this meat tray. The meat tray draw comes out, ticket A54. No, not me. Oh. I know. Devastated. Devastated, Kaz. And the girl behind the bar said, so that's the small meat tray? <gasps> the medium meat tray, ticket number C68. Uh, no, oh. not me either. The large meat tray. Large. Large meat tray. Pull out A89. Chooses one oh. the large oh. meat tray. Winner. In a pub in regional New South Wales. <laughs> I said, Aaron, I told you. I told you I was going to win the meat tray. I go up and pick up this meat tray. When they said large meat tray, they meant it. It was about eight kilos of meat. Oh, wow. It was enormous. And I walked, paraded myself through the bar, <laughs> just looked at all these blocks and said, look, I won the meat tray. This guy looks over at me and goes, are you trying to make me jealous, mate? Oh. I said, I said, if you'd have been nice to me, I'd have given this to you. And I went and gave it to someone else. <laughs> it's triple Kaz, it's your last chance to enrol. Go along to the TEC website, tec.gov.au. That's the Tasmanian Electoral Commission. Voting is compulsory. Your last chance you have up until 6pm today to enrol to vote. Yes. Uh, 6pm tomorrow, sorry, Wednesday. You have your vote. It's very important. That we have a vote, let's use it. Well, this is this Wisely. is the time. If you've been whinging about the quality of your life or the quality of your education or the quality of your health system or the quality of housing in Tasmania, now is the time to enrol to vote and have your say. So this is for 18-year-olds? Yep. 
who you just assume because everything's done for us these days, and I'm talking about the youth of today, everything's done for you. This is not done for you. You have to enrol to vote. Correct. TEC.gov.au, and it's not just for 18-year-olds, Kaz. It's also for anyone that's moved house. Ah. Check, check your enrolment. Yes. I'm pretty confident I'm, st- I'm enrolled in the right place, so that's yes. big tick for Tubesy. Yeah. If you've moved around a bit. Yeah. Or if you've – look, there's other things that have – you have to label seven boxes this time instead of five. You have to label at least seven for your vote to count. I'm sure we'll get an update from the TEC – Closer to the date, but we are heading to an election on March 23rd, and tomorrow, the deadline is tomorrow at 6pm. So head along today to tc.gov.au. I'd really like some schools and sporting communities and places to start putting some thought into their cake stalls and barbecues at this point. I don't want a second-rate barbecue. I want to make an event. I want to go and see a hall or a place that I've never been before. Have a look around and I want a good cake. Love that. Love it. TEC.gov.au. Enroll to vote. The deadline is tomorrow at 6 p.m. Right now we are talking to a gentleman who is a Tasmanian cinematographer and he is celebrating what would have been the 90th birthday of one of his colleagues and friends, the Silver Fox Neil Davis. David Brill, AMACS, joins us live in the studio. Good morning, David. Good morning. It's great to have your company here, David. You're talking about Neil Davis, the Silver Fox. What can you tell us about Neil Davis? Well, he was the Silver Fox. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he was uh, uh, very hard to explain, Neil, in a short time, but he was a very, very special bloke, not just because he came from Tasmania internationally. He was so highly regarded in the news business. It was amazing. When he was... uh, uh, killed in um, in Bangkok in a silly coup after surviving the Vietnam War for 10 years. I was based in New York for the ABC and I went along to his memorial service at the NBC studios where the Ed Sullivan show was produced out of. I mean, the very famous studios in Rockefeller Centre. And for his memorial service, everybody was there from all the networks. The president of the networks, the big superstars like Walter Cronkite, all these great people turned up. It was an amazing event because of the respect these people had for the Silver Fox this man who started his career in uh, Hobart, Tasmania. I, I find this incredible, David, that this is someone, and forgive my ignorance, that I've never heard of, mm. a Tasmanian that is so well-respected for cinematographer. He was a combat cinematographer, as you say, through the Vietnam War, and his story is enormous. Have you read the book? Though, you haven't, obviously, but there's a book. <laughs> we a will book, be now. Uh, there's I a book can, yeah. called a one, a one Crowded Hour, written by the great another Tasmanian, Tim Bowden, who was a, um, a very highly respected uh, ABC uh, journalist, uh, foreign correspondent. It's an incredible book. A lot of people, like even Peter Grester, uh, the uh, journalist, who, the Australian journalist who was captured in, uh, um, in uh, the Middle East. In the Middle East. And uh, Peter and a few people like him said they got their interest in going into journalism through reading that book about Neil Davis. But the thing about Neil, not that he was a great war cinematographer and a storyteller, but he was just an incredible person. The Cambodians, the Vietnamese, they loved him. I remember once when Mike Willis and I were going to Vietnam to do a 
a Four Corners story, and the first person we'd make contact with, because he was a friend of mine, was Neil Davis. And he would organise things, because we were only in there for a month or so, so we didn't know a lot of contacts. So he arranged for us to go out into the battlefields with a, a South Vietnamese general called General Tu Con Tri, very famous general. He was later killed in the war. Uh, when we arrived at the airport to get on his helicopter to go into the battlefields, he said to me, he said, uh, or to us, gentlemen, he said, if you're a friend of Mr. Davis's, you're a friend of mine, let me take you to the war. I mean, that's the sort of power. Even to this day, academics from Harvard, Yale, some of the great universities in America, uh, they talk about Neil Davis when they knew him. Some of these people worked in the American State Department in Vietnam or they went into journalism with the New York Times or whatever, and they still talk about the Silver Fox, his contacts. I mean, he was loved by so many people. I cannot overemphasise. He just had something special. A quick funny story. Well, it is a bit funny. Um, Neil... Uh, one day we were there doing this Four Corners story and uh, on the elections, and uh, no one knew where the president of South Vietnam was going to vote. We all thought he was going to vote at the town hall, so we all go there, and there's Neil Davis there, and they're all, all the foreign press from around the world came in for this. You know, it was pretty big time. And all of a sudden, Neil gets in his car and takes off, and they all thought, if Neil's going somewhere else to where the president's going to vote, we better go. So everyone takes <laughs> off. We couldn't take off because our car wouldn't start. <laughs> and so we're stuck there, oh, my God. But in about oh, two or three minutes, the president turned up there. So we got the scoop because everybody followed Neil David <laughs> because they thought Neil, Neil, uh, Neil knew. But uh, Mike Willisey got up at the Logies a few years ago when Mike was presenting an award, and he said that... Um, sorry to have my back turned on you. No, that's uh, quite he all right. Said, uh, he said... Um, uh, and Mike had a bit of a you know an ego as well, and he said he considered Neil Davis the finest war correspondent in the whole of Southeast Asia, mm. and it was a tragedy the way he got killed. I mean, he, it, the Sorrell Council and a few people with uh, Carmel Terenius have got a committee going trying to get something out in Sorrell. Uh, for the, the respect where Neil comes from. An amazing story of an amazing Tasmanian, and you are sharing those stories, Kaz. Yeah, so this evening, or tonight at 6pm at the Maypole Hotel, just very local in Newtown. Um, so if any listeners would like to come and hear the stories told by you, David, they'd be most welcome. So that sounds like a an amazing opportunity, just go and buy a drink and have a counter meal, and, and I think you were going to be most entertaining and... Absolutely. Absolutely. David. The Silver Fox. The Silver Fox. (laughs) The stories of Neil Davis, an amazing war war cinematographer telling stories. And David Brill, we appreciate your time here on Triple M. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's Triple M. Tubes, there seems to be a lot of talk about pets and renting at the moment. Yeah, this is something we've covered on Triple M Breakfast for quite some time about how important having. Your friends and companions, they're some of the greatest things in the world, pets. And now it seems to be thrown around with an election coming up. Yes. So, so what's the story there? So mm, the, the Liberal Party are promising that uh, if they get into government, that they will bring in a scheme that al- disallows landlords to discriminate. to discriminate against you for having a pet. So okay. they can no longer say, no, because you have a pet, you can't rent here. 
So by saying that, though, you just say, no, I don't. Because you can still choose who your tenants are going to be in your yes. rental property. Yep. Is that correct? You can't. So let's say I'm applying for a rental property and I say, I don't have a cat or a dog or a bird. I don't have a pet. Mm-hmm because I want to be favourably looked upon to rent this property. And then next week I go, oh, look, I just got myself four cats. Yeah. So I, what, how is it even going to work? Well, I think, Producer Ree, you, you are a renter, aren't you? You have cats. I am, and I have a million cats. So it's not, I think oh, a lot hey. of landlords would say it's okay to have one or two, but I have four, so it makes it even more hard. So do you openly is this an open I do I'm very lucky that my landlord has let me have my pets they sort of said it's the least that they can do which I sort of agree with but your pets are your family right absolutely and I've caused more damage than them let's be honest even though they are cats oh stop let's not no cats cats are great I'd like a cat I think we should go out to ten I need to just turn you down there (laughs) Kaz have you ever I I rented uh, probably about ten years ago with a covert chihuahua so I had a, a chihuahua in my rental property where I ticked no pets and every time there was a rental inspection, the chihuahua got shipped out to pretend the chihuahua didn't exist. The same <laughs> with the next door neighbours. They had cats and as soon as that real estate car was in the driveway, those cats were thrown out the window to, you know... And I guess this pretend- is the thing now is that they can't discriminate you. Well, if the Liberals get in and I know this is something that the Greens have pushed for and to me it just makes sense because... As Premier Jeremy Rockliffe has come out and said, and I quote, pets are many people's greatest friends and companions. Yes. And to me, that makes sense. Yes. You just have to be a responsible pet owner. Yes. But what are they doing about fencing, though, and cat enclosures? And it's going to open up a whole kitty litter of... Figure that out when we get there, I guess. (laughs) Well, in all seriousness... Just be a responsible pet owner. Look after your pets. It's like when you go to the dog park. Yeah. It's nothing worse than a dog or cat owner that doesn't look after their own pet. It's your responsibility. It's Triple M Breakfast. Right now we are talking to Jerome LaBelle Jones, who is Sullivan's Cove's Distillery Marketing Manager. Good morning to you, Jerome. G'day, guys. How are you going? Something huge is happening with Sullivan's Cove again, Jerome. Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, well, we've... uh... As you probably know, we, uh, we've been very lucky in winning um, World's Best Whiskey three times, and uh, we're in the running again this year. This award. is unbelievable, Jerome. So I believe it was about 2014? 2014 was we won it the first time, yep. And That's right. 2019. And what, so what's happening now? Well, every year there's the World Whiskies Awards in, in England, in the UK, and... Um, yeah, so we've put forward a, a couple of whiskies that have won um, a gold and a category winner. So um, that's for the rest of the world. And then they go into the, the finals, basically, against uh, the best whiskies from the various regions around the world, whether that's, uh, you know, the UK or, or America or, or Japan. Wow. So And you're celebrating a birthday this year as well. So how many years have you we, been... We are 30 years old this year, wow. would you believe? That is unbelievable. Yeah. Can't believe it. So wh- were you the one of the first in Australia? Not in Australia. I mean, you know, there's been distilling in Australia for a, a long, long time. Um, but we were one of the first in Tasmania 
after prohibition ended, basically. <laughs> we remember that. I remember that. <laughs> now, now, what makes this one that we're sending away to be, uh, you've won a gold medal and you've won another category win for two different varieties of Sutherland's Cove. What ones are we looking at, Jerome? They're both what's called refill casks. So um, sometimes you, you use a fresh cask, basically. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you fill a cask that you've used to, to mature whiskey once before. And that's kind of new in the Australian market because the, the industry is quite young. So you need to have been going for a reasonable amount of time to use a cask twice or three times, as some people do. Um, and obviously, being 30 years old, we're able to do that. So we're pretty chuffed because it's a, it's a new category, really, in Australia. It's not in Scotland, where they've been doing that for a, a long, long time. But it takes us on average, about 12 years to mature a whiskey. So to get one to maturity uh, out of a cask that's been used twice, you know, you need to have been around for a while. And how important are the people around you? How does that sort of help your product? It's not just liquid and product. I think that's written on some of your uh, – it's, it's about everything. How important are the people involved? They're everything. Everything. Absolutely. I mean, it is – it is an expression of the people that work in the business that work actually on the still, you know, like um, it, it's, it's so much more than just creating spirit and sticking it in the cask and, and waiting 12 years. Um, we're very lucky to have an amazing team. Um, we've got a head distiller uh, or distillery manager, Heather Tillett, who has an amazing, amazing palate. Um, and, you know, she, she's able to lead that team and create these whiskies that keep winning these huge awards. So you're in the draw to be the world's best single malt this year, which is an amazing achievement, Jerome, and the team at Sullivan's Cove. When do we find out whether you're the best whiskey in the world? Uh, first week of March. Ooh, getting close. So, so yeah. should people be running out and buying heaps of Sullivan's <laughs> Cove whiskey just in case? <laughs> to celebrate? <laughs> Absolutely, that's yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right answer. Good on you, Jerome. <laughs> Jerome is the Sullivan's Cove Distillery Marketing Manager. We appreciate your time on Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Tubes. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Triple M Breakfast. I tried to treat myself on Friday night. Okay. Tubes, yeah. Was, What'd you do? Well, you know how there's all this cool stuff going on with monophoma? Yes. Mona, Mona, Romophoma, whatever. Monophoma, yeah. Yep. It's everywhere. Cool. Mm-hmm. There's like culture. And music and new adventures and new things. And I've got an eight-year-old son who likes to play the drums. Yes. Good morning, Alex. I hope you're on your way to school. Probably still asleep. Um, so let's let's take Alex out at night to a theatre to see... <gasps> culture. Culture. And my husband, who we know, good morning, Adrian, likes sport and, you know... So he's, he's indulging in some culture as so well. So they're, they're doing... They're, they're coming along with me as I treat them to a night of culture and, you know, amazement. In, and the Odeon, I wanted to have a look at the Odeon properly. Like, it's a little gem there. Beautiful theatre. Yeah, and we're sort of back into it again. I think it's been closed off to us for a long time. Off we pop. Friday night. Alex is tired. Adrian's tired. Alex has been at school all week. You know, grade two is pretty heavy yep. going. It's and it's not the all first about, few weeks. Yeah, so... 
there's, there's, there are cracks starting to appear. <laughs> so we take our seats. The TSO is amazing, you know, and it's Darren Hanlon and it's Bree Van Rieck, who's yes. this amazing percussionist drummer. I'm thinking they're going to love it. No, we la- Alex lasted three songs. He got extracted. So you know when you parents try and do it all the it time. You try, you try and set up these amazing cultural experiences for your kids, and it turns to a cluster. You know, fiasco. Yeah. Uh, so an absolute show. <laughs> so they got Adrian took him away. Left left me there on my own. Oh, Friday nice. night. Sitting in the beautiful dark theatre, listening to the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra, listening to this guy sing and this person play the drums. I was loving myself. <laughs> thinking, this is, I'm such a modern woman, Tubes. I'm on my own in the theatre and I would suggest anyone that wants to go and see stuff, go on your own. Just go and sit there. And I thought, this is terrific. Until I realised I'm not a modern woman because, number one, I had to get up and get my own drink. Number two, I had to pay for it. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Treat yourself by heading along to triplem.com.au and it's easy as filling in a form, online form, telling us how you would like to treat yourself and the treat could be on us here at Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Tubes. Good morning, Renee from Mangalore. Good morning. Oh, Renee, you're very happy this morning. Yes, yes. That's good. What are you up to today, Renee? Ah, uh, work. Just work today. What do you do for a living, Renee? Oh, I work for the government. Hmm. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> now, Renee, you've been along to triplem.com.au. How did you find the process of filling in the form to treat yourself? Yeah, simple and easy. It was good, really good. Easy. And what did you write in the little box that said, how would you treat yourself? Uh, I'd love to take the little niece on a little day out to Zoodoo, the aquatic centre that was shopping. Ooh. Okay, Renee, what's your niece's name? Mia. Mia. And she's how old, did you say? She's two and a half. Nice. You are one of the great aunties, I reckon. Yes. Taking the, I, I must shout out to my wonderful sister-in-law, Carly, and her husband, Chris, who took my kids over the weekend and treated them all weekend, Renee. And let me tell you, they came back loaded, <laughs> full of stuff. And I'm sure you're going to do that with Mia. We're happy to treat you and your lovely niece, Mia, to a day out at Zudu, bit of lunch in the Aquatic Centre. How's that sound? Perfect. Thank right. you so much. And let me tell you, Mia will come back exhausted. Yes, she I mean, will. She will. <laughs> and the parents will love that. Good on you, Renee. Thank you. That's Renee from Mangalore. It's as easy as heading along to triplem.com.au. We will treat you, Hobart, as simple as that. Triplem.com.au. Click on the win tab and enter your details on how you would treat yourself and you could be treated just like Renee from Mangalore. We're excited to be welcoming back one of our new segments, Tarot Tuesdays, our local psychic and astrologer with over 30 years experience. Welcome back to the Triple M studio, Sarah. Hello, and thank you for having me back. How have you been? 
apart from my dishwasher breaking down this morning and everything going wrong, I'm coping well. Did you <laughs> did you did, did you, you see that coming? <laughs> um, I saw something horrible coming, but then my credit card getting cancelled because it had been breached and my oh, no. internet not oh. working. So yeah, it's been a cluster. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've actually got a uh, we've got something for that. Is a cluster fiasco. And there you go. It's a cluster fiasco. <laughs> Listen, if you want to have your cards read, Hobart, all you have to do is give us a call one triple three five three, and our local astrologer and psychic Sarah will read your tarot cards live on air. Good morning to Terry from Midway Point. Good morning. How's now- going, Sarah? Oh, very well. How are you? Good, thank you. And what would you like me to focus on for you today? Um, well, I had a couple of things. Like one was my living arrangement, but mainly probably work. And okay. Are you, you working at the moment? Yes. Okay. Let's just have a look. So she's shoveling up the cards here, yes. Hobart. The full deck of tarot cards mm. have come in in a lovely velvet bag, and Sarah mm. is just placing them onto the desk in front of her. I'm moving there. over so I can. Yeah, I love to I'm see this stuff. <laughs> they are a, they're well loved cards, so you These know that they're yeah. Now, there's, there's, how many cards are in the deck there, Sarah? In this one, there's 25, Okay, uh, and they're quite focused. Now, one of the good things I'm really loving with this is you've got all the nasty stuff showing in the past, and you've Perfect. got the best card in the deck in the future. Oh, the best card <laughs> in the deck. Yeah, it's looking good. Now, around work, we've got a bit of a turning point, but hang in there is one of the advices, Mm. but it's also, you know, don't be afraid to look for new things if it's really not working for you. Yeah. What does that mean to you, Terry? Yeah, it means a bit. Can I ask what card that is that's showing, please? Uh, Which one? Around the work? Yeah, and the future one, yeah. Oh, the future one. This is the cartouche deck, so it's not the actual tarot, uh, the 78 tarot. And what you have in the future is the winged disc, which is basically being on the right path and everything going in the right direction for you. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Terry, have you done this stuff before, have you? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> what, what did you call it? The winged disc. This is the winged disc, yeah. But this, this is, is the... new. <laughs> which one's mm. that, Sarah? The That's winged disc. One. It's this one. Okay. What is, yes. And, and are you happy with that, Terry? You know a little bit about these? Yes. I, I'm not these cards, no. But, yes, I like the idea that, yes, I'm going into the right direction. And because, um, yeah, work is – I've probably been looking for other work. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a good turning mm. point, And that shows really well for things like interviews, you know, as in going into that testing situation. <laughs> You've got the caring there. Excellent. Terry, can you take a bit away from that then, Terry? I can. Thank you very much. All right. Well, all the very best for the future. The wing disc has come up trumps for you, which is fantastic. Sarah, do you see that stuff quite often? Yes. Look, it's um, one of the things I love with this particular deck is you can have it so it shows that you're going from bad to good, good to sideways, those different things, and it's really handy to just see where people's energy flow is going. Well, Terry, hopefully that gives you some energy flow in the right direction. Thanks so much for calling, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for your time, guys. Terry from Midway Point there and Sarah, our local psychic, will catch up with you next Tuesday. Love to see you. It's Triple M Breakfast. Just got a message from Tim in Lindisfarne. Good morning to Tim. 
says that the outbound traffic on the bridge is not moving. Oh. Not sure why, not sure what's going on, but I need to get home as soon as possible, please, as I am busting to go to the toilet. <laughs> is this Tim? <laughs> Good morning, Tim Good morning, from Lindisfarne. Don't it's... think about waterfalls then or running taps. Well, or... It could even be a That's code brown. Nice. <laughs> oh, code brown. <gasps> You don't think of that when you well, you do think of that when you're stuck in traffic, don't you? Yeah, give us a text if you can see what's happening on the bridge. It's triple M breakfast. Mark from South Arm is playing today. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Shares. Good morning, Kaz. Good what's morning. happening in your world, Mark? Oh, just the work stuff. Yeah, where are you working? Like, what suburb are you in? Uh, at the moment, I'm at Hara. You get around a bit, do you, Mark? Yeah, I do get around a bit. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Can you test a buzzer for us, please? Mark. Correct. All right, let's head <laughs> along. Our other trivia player today is Brooke from New Norfolk. Morning, Brooke. Morning, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Where do we find you, Brooke? Uh, I just dropped the stepson off at school. And hmm. what suburb's that? New Norfolk. Excellent. Well, Brooke you're, from New Norfolk, that makes sense. You're nowhere near the Tasman Bridge then? You're not st- stuck on the no. bridge? No, not stuck on the bridge, thank Poor so. Tim from Lindisfarne <laughs> might be struggling. <laughs> oh. All right, let's get into it. 100 bucks cash could be yours, Brooke from New Norfolk or Mark from South Arm. All you have to do is buzz in when you know the answer with your names. Oh, I forgot to get you to test your buzzer, Brooke. Brooke. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions. Two of them right gets you 100 bucks. thanks to Creative's $50,000 first-time builder's boost, which is on now by Creative Homes. Question number one. The Tasmania Jack Jumpers have now made it into the NBL finals for how many years in a row? Mark. Mark. Three. Correct, Mark. Mm. Well done. That was good. You knew the answer without even needing the answers. Brooke, did you know? Not a clue. No, that's all right. (laughs) That that, doesn't matter. It was 50-50. It was A or B. Yeah, it was. Question number two. Which of the following Tasmanian distilleries are headed off to the World Whiskey Awards in London next month? Brooke. Sullivan's Cove. Ah. There you go. Correct, Ah. Brooke, yes. (laughs) Sorry, I jumped the gun. Got excited about whiskey. Hey, Brooke, did you you hear the interview with them earlier today? Uh, I didn't hear the interview, but I heard it on the radio yesterday Uh, uh, in the news. I think it was from Ria. Catch up with that one on the listener app. You certainly can. It was an amazing chat with the folks from Sullivan's Cove. All right, the final question for 100 bucks cash. We're down to a tiebreaker. Which of the following Tasmanian distillery... No, I've just asked that one. <laughs> he's, th- he's thinking about distilleries. <laughs> Brooke and Mark have been fantastic. It's been me that's been a nightmare. Oh, okay. Question you, number three. You're still thinking about Tim stuck on the bridge. I am. I'm worried about <laughs> We're Tim. We're worried about Tim. <laughs> Tim might be laying cable on the bridge. Question number three. On which Hobart Street will you find the Odeon Theatre? Is it A, Liverpool's... Mark. 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 Liverpool, A... Well done, Mark. You've won yourself a hundred bucks, Brooke. You're a good sport. Nah, all good, all good. Mark, you've won a hundred bucks cash. What are you going to do with it? Uh, I'll do what you said. You would say to your YouTube's and treat myself. Treat yourself. You're not yes. going to come back for two hundred bucks tomorrow. Nah, I think I'll treat myself this one. Okay, brilliant, Mark. You've won yourself a hundred bucks cash thanks to Crowdy's fifty thousand dollars first home builders boost. How are you going to treat yourself, Mark? Have you thought about it? Uh, no, not really. No, I have to have some uh, thinking time on that one. I agree. I agree. Good on you, Mark. That's Mark from South Arm winning a hundred bucks cash thanks to Crowdy's fifty thousand first home builders boost. On now by Creative Homes. Have a great day, Mark. Thanks, guys.
can't have started much better than that. A hundred bucks cash yes. in the wallet before twenty to eight. Twenty to nine rather. <laughs> twenty to nine. Twenty to nine here on Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Tubes. If you can add to the story on the bridge with poor Tim from Lindisfarne stuck with one on board, send us a text O four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Oh out come all the gags. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tim. Tim has sent a message on 84888-1073. Tim from Lindisfarne doesn't know why the traffic's not moving outbound on the Tasman Bridge towards the eastern shore. He's busting for the toilet. Yes. And well, I, I can't tell you, Tim. I, well, well, but it actually got me thinking. If you're, if you're travelling on the bridge and you're busting to go to the toilet, where is the closest toilet? You said... I, I reckon Simmons Park in, in, in Lindisfarne. I thought maybe that little turn off and you go under the bridge near the Gilston Bay... Oh, Montague Bay School. Oh, Is yeah. there a park there? There's a public toilet there, but I, I don't think that's on... I don't think that's on his way. I, uh, Tasmanians don't take pee tours. <laughs> <laughs> a pee tour. So traffic is flowing, <laughs> but hopefully Tim is not... <laughs> Tim, people are now texting us on 0488881073 and they are concerned about whether you make it home or to a public facility in time. Yeah, Kate from Oakdown says, I'm with Tim. No idea what's happening on the bridge. You've got this, Tim. Hold it. You've got this, Tim. Hold it. Can we check on Tim? Who's this? Julianne? Julian? Jules from Blackman's Bay. Hey. Yep. Can we check on Tim from Lindisfarne to check if he's managed to relieve himself? <laughs> a lot of concern. They're concerned about you, Tim. I've got one here from Adrian in West Moona. I've got a story for you. The Hanging Garden. I oh. buy drinks and say to you, Kaz, all the time that perhaps now you're working full time, maybe you should buy the next round <laughs> and maybe you come back with the drinks for you and Alex and not me. Why do you keep doing that? That's can, from Adrian can, can in West Moona. block Adrian from West Moona? <laughs> because, yes, I'm working full time, but clearly I've got shoes and clothes and treats for myself. <laughs> <sighs> Trish from Bridgewater says, Morning, Kaz and Tubes. I rent and I wanted a cat. Very easy process, filling out the form and follow all the council regulations. Desexed, microchipped, no problems. Now I have beautiful Ellie. Aww. I guess not all landlords, especially private, allow this, but if you're responsible, it shouldn't be a problem. She's sending a picture of a cat. Oh, very Lovely nice. Black cat. Nice black cat with a little white Said bow no one tie. Ever. Little white bow. I had a cat like that called Sam. Nice doona arrangement there. Nice pink embroidered. See, I look at everything in the photo. Send us a photo of your. No, I don't want to see your cat. Your cat. There's not nothing interested. nicer than a cat in a sunny spot, curled up asleep on your freshly made bed. Yeah. Tubes, one of life's greatest cats, pleasures. Cats are no good. Uh, morning, Tubes and Kaz. Barry O here. Just wanted to give the Honey Badgers under 14 girls team a shout out. They competed in the Tri Series at Cadinia Pool in Geelong, coming away with a runners up medal. Well done. I'm assuming that given they were in a pool, they're either a team, the Honey Badgers. They're either, a, I reckon that's water polo. Water polo? Yep. Hmm. Shout out to the girls. Well done, Barry O. Love your texts on 04 It's Triple M Breakfast. It all relates I'm not sure. to whiskey, doesn't it? Yeah. Our, our ups and downs of today's Is that what show. happened? <laughs> Is that what happened? Too many whiskeys. We promised there was no whiskey in we our We preloaded. <laughs> Look, traffic's still a nightmare and it's. 
past nine o'clock and it's still backed up to Mornington. What a nightmare. What is happening around Hobart? Are our oh. buses not working properly? Imagine what's going to happen when they finally start the works. Well, have they avoided the works on the Southern Outlet? Who knows what's going to happen? Mm. It's just crazy. Uh, thanks for listening, Hobart. It was a bit of a... It is a cluster fiasco. So apologies, but we got there in the end, didn't we, we, did. Kaz? we did. Text chat was funny today. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Tim for texting in. Hope you're okay. We'll be back tomorrow, though, won't we? <laughs> we will. As per usual. <laughs> Have a great day, Hobart. Be kind. And treat yourself. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.